Welcome back, folks, to Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a white van man and a predator hunter in the jungle, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the chairman of the off-wing ombudsman and a man who has less meat on him than a butcher's pencil. Well, every human, Will, how are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. Yeah, very well. You've been, uh, you've been white vanning, have you? I have indeed been white vanning, and a fucking huge white van as well. A twenty, is it twenty-two footer? You know the ones with the massively long wheelbase. Like, that yeah, you have the to... extra, the extra long sprinters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You have to. It's like turning a corner is basically like trying to turn the fucking Titanic. It takes like two miles to turn around. Because <laughs> the... I, I wouldn't know. That's that's terrifying to me. Like I've never driven anything. Like the car that I'm driving now is probably the biggest car I've ever driven. So that is what you got frightening. Uh, a Ford C Max. Okay. Yeah, I don't know cars, but I'm sure somebody's nodding their head on uh, them now. So it's oh, like okay, a. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, like the, I think it's a people carrier on a Mondeo base. Oh, okay, okay. Big enough, but so yeah, yeah just I, uh, it's more it's more tall than long. Not so not I, literally more tall than long, but I was going to say yeah. <laughs> the fucking John triple decker bus from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be fair, you need it with your big frame, don't you? You need a tall car rather than a long car. <laughs> Mate, I, I don't, I don't get it. Right, I don't get it. It's like we've got a fairly large enough car, all things considered. But having the, um, having either one of the kids behind behind me, if I'm if I'm at a proper driving position, because you know you're meant to be. Um, Foot to the floor when you put the clutch down, like your legs are meant to be fully extended. Yeah. If I'm in that sort of position, there ain't there ain't any room. You're you're crushing the people behind you, and I'm all right. I'm bigger than average, but I'm not. I'm not like a freakishly large human being. Of which no, but you are bigger than average. They only have to conform to average standards, don't they? So that's mad. If you're anything over, if you're anything over six foot. It's going to be a squeeze, isn't it? Same with airplane seats and shit like that. It must be a f- like, mate. I don't know what the time you went on a plane was, but it must be a fucking nightmare for you. Like, I wouldn't say it's bad enough that I remember necessarily. But yeah, I think I'm. I'm again, if I was a couple of inches longer, it would be a problem. But um, I feel like I'm personally right on the edge of. All right, we'll make allowances for you, slightly long people. Anything more than that, you're uh, you're fucked. Yeah, I had a mate who was, I've not spoken to him for a fucking dog's age, but I had a mate who was six foot eight, and his his first car, shit you not, was a Fiat Punto. And they had to take out, they had to take out the back seat behind the driver and then modify the driver's seat so it could slide further back because there was no way he could drive his car. fucking way. Yeah, honest to God, dude. Honest to God, it was mad. When you were sat in the passenger seat with him, you had to turn over your right sh- over your right shoulder to talk to him because he was essentially sat behind me when I was trying to talk to him. <laughs> oh God! It was like the guy in the about... Simpsons, the massive guy in the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, like, like, it was literally that. It was that. Yeah. It's it's not even necessarily about your height. It's about like your um, distribution of length. So if you've got really long legs. And at a shorter body, you're you're stuffed in these situations, aren't you? It's about yeah, absolutely. Because you you could be five eight, five nine, five ten, but if you're sort of two thirds leg, you're probably just as stuffed as someone who's six foot two. Yeah, and it, dude, like there was no way anybody. I I was driving that white van, and it, this thing was twenty, like I said, like twenty two, twenty three foot long or something like that. The fucking cabin, the cabin, mate. I was squeezed in. I'm five nine. 
And I was thinking, Jesus, this is really like this is uncomfortable. This is really uncomfortable for me to drive. I'm thinking, there's no my my left foot for the clutch was basically pointing towards heaven. That's how fucking much my my fucking left foot was twisted up to try and drive this fucking thing. But yeah, I was like geisha's foot, right? (laughs) Exactly. I was. uh, I used to, when I worked at the garden centre, we had a van there, but you know one of those ones that like, um, oh, what do they call it? Not a flatbed, but it's like, the, it's the cabin, but then the back's open so you can store like gardening equipment in it and stuff like that. Oh, like, so, uh, like a pickup truck kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. So I would drive that around um, at the garden centre, but that was the biggest thing I'd ever driven. So when I was helping my sister-in-laws move into their new house, and when they said, oh, we've got a van off a mate, I was expecting something like that or just a regular size transit van. And I fucking turn up to this guy's house to pick it up. And it's, honest to God, I he must have seen my face because he was like, you, you okay, one of these, yeah? And I was like, yeah, mate, yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> fucking He's no kidding. He's your HGV license and all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. I stalled it like six times in the first maybe two minutes. Could not get used to it. And I was thinking, oh, oh my I'm God. I'm surprised. Like, what it, have like, I done? You know, this is a, a disaster. New, a new vehicle's hard enough to drive anyway because of a lot of different bike points and that. Let alone if you throw in the fact that it's a fucking unit bigger than my fucking house. Mate, it was so powerful as well. I cannot tell you how fast that thing could have gone. I had to genuinely, really? yeah, I genuinely had to reel it in. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably what everyone else would have thought when they first saw that thing is, oh my God, it's going to be like driving an actual tank where it will go anywhere at any, you know, up to 30 miles an hour. But no. Driving down some country roads, this thing, I was reeling it in because it just wanted to fucking go. I'm like, Christ, like, is this guy modded this engine or something? Because it was so powerful and so fast. You're like if, what, bouncing if, if and it wobbling all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, and some of the country lanes near me as well. I mean, you're the same because you you live like kind of country-ish. Like you're, you live kind of like where I live. It's kind of country adjacent. There is some, yeah, yeah. you know, built up areas, but... You kind of go a couple of miles down the road from me and you're into those kind of one-lane roads. And there was a couple of times I was thinking, please, nothing come the other way now, please, or I am fucked. And luckily, very luckily, I got away with it on my uh, on my three or four trips. But God almighty, it was an adventure, let me tell you. It was an adventure. <laughs> so the, the, the white van wasn't related to your predator hunting activities. You're not starting one of these uh, vigilante justice YouTube channels where you hunt down... Uh, Hunt down nefarious predators off the internet. No, although I think if I won the lottery, that would be a decent career path because you could just pour <laughs> loads of you could pour loads of money into that, couldn't you? You'd have the latest tech. You could have satellite tracking, drones, fucking everything. Just get a gang of lads who fucking like love beating people up. And what who like who better to beat up? Like seriously, I'm not going to get the police involved. This is pure vigilante mob justice. I don't care. You know, get online, <laughs> pretend to. Pretend to do the old thing there and just, oh, yeah, let's meet up at this local park at midnight. Okay, then. <laughs> and then you get in, there's like five guys there. Just give this guy, this fucking dirty pervert, a kick in. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's, what, yeah, it's, it's what Batman originally set out to do, but then he got a bit <laughs> ran out of perverts you know, in Gotham. Had to move on to, <laughs> to, to lesser criminals like the Penguin. Yeah, like bank robbers and stuff like that. Mm. I'm just tracking a bank. I'm just tracking a murderer tonight. Boring. Batman, please, please, there's this maniacal supervillain who wants to blow up Gotham. Yeah, yeah, but I've got some pedo who sent, like, you know, inappropriate messages to somebody on uh, on Snapchat, and I've kind of tied up in that at the moment. Mate, fucking right, joking aside, my, my wife's, one of my wife's best friend is a police officer, and she tracks pedophiles online. 
and Jesus. she will have she has to go into chat rooms and she has to pretend to be a 12 13 year old girl mate i tell you i don't want to hear i don't want to hear people complaining about their jobs because some of the things she's told me has turned my fucking hair white and i'm like no, i'm surprised you know what I'm like? I'm one of those guys who will kind of... I'm in the weeds and all this kind of shit. I'll read upon reports and I'll look at <laughs> fucking... Read about serial killers and all kinds of shit. I find it fascinating. But, dude, some of the things she's told me... But then she said, she said, you know, like, that's why we do it. When we get them and we've got them, it's perfect. We just... We fucking feel like we've actually made a difference. I'm like, fucking hell, you're not kidding. Jesus. Yeah, it's, yeah. An, it's an unfortunate side of the most appropriate way to get the job done sort of thing. Yeah, she said that... It's under. It's it's basically kind of part of her contract that she has to pl- at the end of her day every day, she has to find a mindless mobile game to play and play on it for half an hour <laughs> to just completely f- like clear her mind of all the shit she's had to do that day. So she like she said, I've, I've been playing Candy Crush for like the last six months at work. Like we have to do it. You know, it's like go online, find something boring to do, just play a mobile game or something like that, or just watch YouTube whatever for half an hour or something. Yeah, whatever it is. But like it's part of it's mandated part of her job. She has to do that. God, like, fucking Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, you know you're uh, you know you're in the shit there when you're <laughs> contractually obliged to play Candy Crush every day. Fuck <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. If you ever see that anywhere in a job description, fucking run for the hills because you don't want to you don't want to be doing that job. If part of your job at the end of every day is watching half an hour of Peppa Pig to try and calm down. <laughs> Do you think that's in a Kevin Adams contract? <laughs> I don't think be. there's enough Peppa Pig in the world for Kevin Adams to calm down, is there? <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin Adams is spending all day fielding calls from Steve Eisenman saying, "What about what about fourth and Danny DeKaiser? For uh, for for old Jackie, she just like hangs up and starts crying. Oh, what is happening to me? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All this secretary can hear five seconds later is do 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 do. <laughs> I'm Peppa Pig. Your secretary's like, oh fucking hell! He's had another one of those phone calls, has he? <laughs> Poor Kevin would lie. It, it's not even like a well-being thing at this point. He's he's had like a mental breakdown. Over over what I can only assume is thirty one other GMs trying to rinse him day in, day out for Jack Eichel. He's gone mad. He's like um you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He just needs his pepper pig because that's his that's his uh, his safety blanket. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like actually got an actual safety blanket. Just he's like Linus out of peanuts, just carrying it around with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Dude, I wouldn't fucking blame him either. I guarantee you on that next fucking Sabres GM job, whenever he goes, it's going to say, must watch Peppa Pig for half an hour at the end of every day or play Candy Crush to get over the shittiness of your job. Fucking hell. Not even Jack Eichel, though, is it? It could be anybody. Hey, Kevin, um, that Rosmus Darling hasn't really progressed much, has he? How about a fifth? <laughs> God, leave me alone, please. <laughs> oh, he's fucking dog shit. He's dog- Chuck-, Chuck Fletcher phoned him up like, yeah, Rasmus Darling, he's... He's a shitter. Do you want a bona fide first pair and right-handed defenseman? I've got one for you. <laughs> I've just got one off this guy. You're not going to believe it. I've just got one. You're not going to believe this, mate. He's he's top draw. Don't worry about him. Let's do a little swapsie. Yeah. We've even got the same first name. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez Louise. As you can tell, folks, it's short on hockey news this week. 
But the pre... Dude, I didn't realise the pre-season's 10 days away. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I suppose so. When when does camp open? Is that like this Friday or something? I think... Yeah, I think it's this Friday. But it sounds about Because like the way. rookie... The rookie stuff's happening this week, isn't it? Like Travis City. Some rookie camps happened at the weekend. It feels like even... In years gone by, rookie camps were covered more than it feels like they are this year. Obviously, it's probably still due to like COVID and stuff like that, but I feel like I, I've had one article, it would appear, about the fucking Stars rookie camp, whereas normally you're looking at daily updates of, all fourth-round draft pick who plays for the Hamilton Bulldogs. He looks okay in rookie camps. All right, that's the last I've heard of him then. But do you know what I mean? It feels like there is less... I know it's the dog days of summer, but once rookie camps are open, it feels like that's when it's sort of um, the gears start turning again and we start getting some more consistent coverage of these teams. But it looks like it just hasn't happened at all this year. I guess so. I guess you're right about COVID and stuff. But then, like we always say every year, we're going to do the same thing we do every single year and we talk about it every year on the show. We're going to be excited as hell for a couple of weeks and then three games into the season. Oh, oh well, slog now. Let's We'll come back in game 15 and we'll have something to talk about again. The same thing happens especially, every year. Especially with an 82-game season again this year. Jeez, the way Oh, God, yeah. It. Dude, just give me 60 games. 82 is too many. Give me 60. 60 is just right, I think. What about a nice round? Uh, yeah, yeah. 60, 62. Easy. Everyone home and away. Bish, bash, bosh. Jobs are good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, yeah, that's perfect. Everyone home and away, done. There you I go. Mean, Simple. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with it. I wouldn't say. And and it feels I'm, like there's still so much to do that equally feels like it ain't going to happen. Like Eichel being traded, that's not going to happen, is it? That's not happening at all. Nah, not now. No way. I I bet he doesn't get traded this season. That that's my, I, I can, that's I can my totally believe that. Yeah, I can I can totally believe that. Because uh, team, there's so many teams are already to their point where they just can't make the move because of the cap space, like we've talked about before. I think there's only about... I know you can move players, but easily what? I think there's about seven or eight teams who've got the money right now who could do it. But how many of those teams have got... Like the RFAs and stuff. There's still so many RFAs to sign. Like we just talked about Rasmus Dahlin, Pettersson, Kaprizov. We were talking last week about Kaprizov and it was apparently really close to being done. How's that not done yet? How's it been an extra week? Since we were hearing, yeah, Kaprizov probably getting done around five by nine, and he's still not signed. Quinn Hughes, well, Patterson, the, Brady Kachuk. How are these players still out there? They're still not signed. The latest with uh, Kaprizov is it's gone backwards. <laughs> Fuck off! No way. Yeah, as of as of yesterday, uh, Garrett admitting there are some obstacles left to left to overcome. It's like, well, mate, what are we? We did. Vlad Tarasenko hasn't been traded. Evgeny Kuznetsov hasn't been traded. Yeah, like you say, all these RFAs that haven't been signed. It's But at the same time, it doesn't feel like there's the urgency of previous years. You think back to when, like, will it? obviously it's different because it's Toronto, but like Nylander and Marner, even like Johnny Gaudreau, fucking Josh Anderson not signed an RFA contract, got more buzz than Brady Kachuk has, let alone... You've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, five, maybe six top draw RFAs, you know, name brand RFAs at the very least, who we're less than a week away from going into camp and haven't even fucking signed yet, which is madness. You've got a fucking number one overall pick who hasn't signed a contract. Do you think it's going to be like 
normally actually no it won't because it, nothing will affect nothing, the other RFA signing won't affect other RFA signing because obviously there was the whole thing with the like when Mana signed and Braden Point signed and McAvoy signed and mm-hmm. it seemed like once it seemed like once one happened they, aside from Mana obviously they all got done quite quickly but I just yeah that's that's not gonna make any difference this time because the the issues surrounding these teams are all different Patterson and Hughes their issues are different to Kaprizov. His issue is different to Darlene's. His issue is different to Kachuk's. Their issues different to fucking Nolan Patrick. Or, like, it's just nuts. I think Pettersson and Kaprizov have an element of similarity. Yeah, I could, I could see, you know, either of them kind of waiting for the other one to sign. But, but for Kaprizov's sake, it sounds like his camp have got their number, especially if this KHL deal that's rumored to be there is legit. It sounds like Kaprizov is trying to set the market, and Pettersson's got to follow more than the other way around. But you're you're right, not like Darlene and Quinn Hughes. You can't fucking compare the two of them at all. No, partly because of um, where the where the franchise is in their sort of uh, cycle of competing, where they are financially, and what the, what each player's done in their like. Quinn Hughes has been a far more successful defenseman than Rasmus Darlene has. Yeah, you're right. It's very, it's very weird this year. Very weird. I'm, I'm surprised they're still all there. And preseason yeah, starts even, in ten days. Ten days. Even like Robert Thomas and Nolan Patrick, who should be getting their obligatory three by two point five or two by two point five or whatever, haven't signed. It's like, come on, that one's that one's written into the CBA. Just give Robert Thomas three mil and call it a day. But then, like I said before, like teams have given out so many of these. It's the money again. They're just some of these teams are going to have to make moves to get these players signed. I'm not sure how long Alex Tuck's out for, but maybe the teams are waiting until the start of the season or something for that injured reserve money to kind of work itself out or something. I don't know. Yeah, potentially. But then when it comes to to young RFAs like this, okay, fair enough. If you if you cap straps and you can't do anything about it, you can't do anything about it. But to me, that's that's a failing because you want these kids in training camp more than anything. Try and get them more reps with the team. See what they can do higher up the lineup, whatever it might be. I think training camp is far more important for like a 21, 22, 23-year-old than it is for like, you know, fucking 32-year-old Max Pacioretty or whatever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought you were going to say the um, the issue was Kaprizov where things have gone backwards is... Bill Guerin's only just looked at his cap hit for the next couple of years and gone, oh, we haven't got any money. <laughs> Bill, Bill Guerin's caught one of his office juniors on Cap Friendly and he's thinking like, oh, what what, what TikTok nonsense are you looking at? And he's like, now, nah, nah, boss, I'm looking at our fucking our buyout penalties for the next five years. Oh, you mean that I, 14 gonna... mil is, we have to pay that? <laughs> it counts. What? Are you kidding? Is it? It says dead cap. I thought dead meant like it's not a cap. No, Bill, no. <laughs> God almighty. That's going to be the oh, gift I'm, that keeps on giving. I'm so For the next excited. three years. the next It's going to be Christmas on this show every day for three years when we talk about the fucking wild cap. The world God was almighty. going to implode when Shea Weber was threatening to retire. And, and what was going to be the cap recapture on Nashville? That, that was going to be like near 20, wasn't it, to be fair? When it first, when it first, it's been reworked since then, so it's not as bad now. But when it first dropped, it was twenty-four million was the cap recapture. That's beautiful, and obviously fourteen isn't twenty-four mil, but well, fourteen point seven. That's still yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, got to be still... the largest. 
the largest amount of dead calf in you know per player in the calf era, surely. Oh yeah, and do you think like okay, fourteen million though? But when your cap is eighty-one and a half, you, you now think about this. I can't, I can't help but talk about it. I love it so much. Think about this: if you re-sign Kaprizov, say the five by nine is done, and it's just you know fucking crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's, whatever. You've got to get it done. You get it done at five by nine. Okay, you've now got. 58 and a half million to put together a competitive roster. 58 and a half. And you've got one player signed out of that 50. So you've got 58 and a half and you've got assigned fucking your goalies and all your players in that money. And you better fucking hope that you've not got players who end up fucking turning it on for some reason. Like fucking Jordan Greenway has a great year or I don't know, fucking Kevin Fiala has another great year. Kevin Fiala's at 5 million. I mean, he he could easily... Yeah, he could he could easily get seven or eight if he has another good year. So you get so, you get um you get Caprice off for nine, let's say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next year before before you know before the puck drops, you've got sixty five point two million tied up already. You know, in in, in twelve players. <laughs> the issue oh is my as well God. the issue is as well, the wild are not Tampa Bay. So I'm not sure how they're going to fucking wriggle the way out of this. Teams aren't just going to give the wild the first to take a player off their hands, I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, mate, it's so good. So good. It's so, good. so, so good. It's like, why is Ryan Hartman getting 1.7 mil? Why is Freddie Gaudreau getting 1.2 mil? Obviously, all right, Matt Zuccarello isn't a 6 mil player anymore, but what can you do? Marcus Foligno is a very good checking forward, but... 3.1 for a very good checking forward. Don't know about that. Dmitry Kulikov, two and a half mil. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fucking no idea. No idea. But yeah, still, there's still plenty of RFAs out there to sign. And they are they are still not signed. And we are 10 days away from pre-season. I, uh, the first kind of case of unvaccinated... COVID person being told, hey, it's your right to do whatever you want to do. Unvaccinated you COVID go. person. <laughs> yeah. First unvaccinated COVID person. It hits the headlines. Uh, Sylvan, I hate saying this, I hate saying this last name because I always butcher it. Lefebvre, I would believe is how you would say it, is a, uh, a coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he refused the, uh, the COVID-19 vaccination. So he was told, well, Thank you for your time, but uh, but that'll do. I did enjoy the <laughs> I did enjoy Yamo Kekalainen's statement that was very simply, and I quote: "While we are disappointed, we respect this decision as personal one for Sylvan and wish him well." <laughs> Which is like, hey mate, yeah, that's fine. That's your choice. I'll never see you ever again. Goodbye. I I struggle with this. I don't. Do you not? That's no, so. Like, all all jokes aside, not even a devil's advocate try, kind of thing. Try to discuss it or whatever. All right, let's get let's get serious. Yeah. Go on, let's get serious. So I'm I'm pro vaccine. I just want to get us out there. I'm pro vaccine. I'm double double jabbed. Big up Pfizer crew. Hashtag Pfizer fan. <laughs> Hashtag Pfizer <At> me. <laughs> Pfizer uh, blood. Yeah, I, th- I think it's very good. I am I am pro vaccine, and I. I'm at the at the same time I'm pro you know independent companies being able to say we don't want to employ certain people based on 
I say the Tony D'Angelo thing. I agree with the Tony Tony D'Angelo thing. He was being, he's he's a racist, homophobic bigot. That's not something that should allow you to be employed by an NHL team. You know what I mean? Not, not undergoing a medical procedure. I know, like, I everyone should get the vaccine. If you haven't got the vaccine, go out and fucking get it, please. I I reserve my right to not be your mate if you're not getting a vaccine. But he's just losing his job because he's not getting a vaccine. That it's it just feels really like you're cracking the door open there to to bin people off for fucking anything. Do do dude, do you know what I'm, Do you see what I'm getting getting at with that? No, and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> what okay? What about what about if you hadn't had his like measles, mumps, and rubella or whatever? Is that all right to get rid of him then? I would still say yeah. I think I think at this point, if you're not getting a vaccine to stamp out any kind of disease, you deserve whatever companies do to you. You deserve to get kicked out of your job. I have no I have no sympathy at all for anybody who has said I'm not gonna get the vaccine. Do you think do you think people in nineteen fucking I don't know, whenever whenever smallpox was eradicated, do you think people will go in, no, hang on a minute? Let's just think about this for a second, because this smallpox thing, I mean, is it a government conspiracy? No, people are fucking dying left, right and centre. And as usual, as usual in this world, due to the beauty of the internet, people have a voice. And sorry, not everyone should have a voice, because most people are fucking stupid. So, and then people just live in their own little echo chamber, where, like like people now taking fucking horse tranquilizers to combat COVID. Jesus. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about the stupidity of the people on this planet, that, 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 that somebody just said somewhere on Facebook, probably, oh, I've heard, that, and maybe they even said it as a joke, oh, I've heard this horse tranquilizer is really good for battling COVID, and somebody went, oh my God, yes, that's the, that's the thing. It's based on no scientific fact, no scientific evidence. It's based on nothing. People think that the, co- that the vaccine somehow has a, has a microchip in it so they can track you. Like they're already tracking us. You have a mobile phone. You're already being tracked. You have an IP address. You're already being tracked. How many times do you go to a shop and they go, "What's your postcode, love?" And you give them your postcode. You're already being tracked. Why would they? Why would they then do it for a, in a fucking vaccine? And again, it's just, I am a conspiracy theorist to a point, but not to the point of, okay, so for this thing to actually be a conspiracy theory, hundreds of thousands of people would have to be involved at the same time, and for nobody to then say, oh, this is bullshit, I'm blowing the fucking lid here. No, it's a, it's a vaccination against a deadly virus. And if a, if, a, if a company wants to say, and same, even with MMR, the whole, the whole thing around MMR on autism was an absolute fraudulent piece of bullshit reporting. There is yeah, literally got, no link. Yeah, struck, stricken off afterwards, didn't it? Yes, the guy got struck off. Because he said there was a link between MMR and autism. And when people checked his medical records and all that shit and all his reports and everything, they were like, no, this is, this, there's literally no scientific-based fact here at all for this theory that MMR causes autism. There's none. So, and, and it's the same as fucking this. And if, 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 someone said, if they said to him, have you had your MMR job and MMR jab? And he said no. And they said, well, get out then. I don't fucking blame him. I do not blame them at all. It's not like, dude, like, you, it's... it's <laughs> You've got to protect people. You've got to protect other people. You can't knowingly, you can't knowingly have somebody in your organization 
who refuses to get medical help for a deadly virus because like just think about what i'm saying to you just think he's, about what if you can he's, hear me. he's like coming in with covid and they're like can you please get some treatment no nah. Uh, nah, mate i'm all right yeah exactly that's basically it he's putting himself and people around him at risk especially that team i just don't yeah. understand i don't understand the kind of well that's everyone's right well, it shouldn't be everyone's right. Sorry. If it's your... Fine. If it's your right... I'm, mate, I'm fucking glad that they're putting all these things in place. If you're not vaccinated, you can't do this, this, or this. Good. Because I don't want these dirty fucking COVID carriers around me or my family. I don't. And if you're choosing not to get it, then fine. You can go and live on a fucking floating island in the ocean then. And so you like it then. <laughs> don't care. I, th- I think... Like, I, I, I absolutely agree... To a point, like we, should, everyone should be getting a vaccine. Please, for the love of God, we need to fucking get this vaccine and get rid of this virus. I think the conspiracy that is <laughs> this is turning into, I don't know, like does is this last podcast on the left kind of stuff, like fucking conspiracies about the government and shit. That that feels like we're we're heading into that sort of territory. But but the conspiracy that I think is being the. <laughs> The positive conspiracy that's being lumped in with all the negative ones, like taking horse tranquilizer, drinking bleach, all that fucking, you know, microchips in the fucking vaccine. Like, obviously, all that is nonsense. But then being lumped in with that is the idea that the the pandemic and the need to control the spread of the coronavirus is being ex- potent- is potentially. The idea that that's them being exploited by world governments to introduce more restrictions on the population. Okay, which I think that I, which I can that, I can see where you you can, you can agree with that. Yeah, abs- yes, and, and absolutely. That's, that's where I'm kind of coming from. Where like yes, absolutely, we want people to be vaccinated to protect everyone else. And like I do completely see where you're coming from by saying if you haven't got the vaccine, you shouldn't be allowed to do shit. It's just that terrifying niggling feeling that that's being that reasonable line of thought is being used to sort of exploit and prop up other more nefarious ideas which i'm not smart enough to to explain or whatever but yeah if, you, if, if you're saying oh you gotta have a vaccine passport to go to the pub you gotta have a vaccine passport to go to the football what was it what's it gonna be next do you know what i mean it's it's it, you could it could easily be used to implement more sort of yeah more restrictions on on the populace at large by by the ruling those in power which which is is a slippery slope is all i'm getting at like yeah it's easy to agree with an anti-vaxxer losing their job at the height of uh, a, a viral pandemic but then yeah you can easily end up where where does it stop is is all it is and and it, it makes a very hard conversation to even discuss because again if you even try and bring up the notion that that's unfair even though you might agree with the reasoning you are lumped in with your horse tranquilizer microchip microchip QAnon MAGA nutters which I don't think it's unreasonable to say that's what is is intended anyone who questions the government is a fucking loon that's what they want the issue is is that there is always too much fluff around. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to use the word. I'll use I use the word conspiracy theory again. There's always too much fluff around it, and there's always 
too much not actually boiling down to, okay, what is the actual point and what is the actual issue that you have here? I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I mean, I guess I'm calling him out on this, but if you think about what you just said, at its basest, basest level, you just said, if you're telling me that you can't do things because you might have a deadly virus, I mean, where will it end? <laughs> like, People yeah. dying from a deadly virus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point, Will. Like, that is the point. If you're telling, you know, I mean, are you telling me that I can't go to the football because I've not been vaccinated? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> because you are now maybe carrying a deadly disease. That's that's my thing. And hey, I will I will 100% agree with you. There are people who have made out of this pandemic like fucking bandits. Bandits. Absolute bandits. El banditos. And Hunter S. Thompson had an amazing... Um, I mean, based... <laughs> shout, shout, out to, shout out to Hunter S. Right. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson had an amazing point after 9-11. Happy anniversary for everybody. I didn't get you anything, Will. Sorry. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome to Team Roots One Park. Let's get a little... Sn- I'll, I'll try this new podcast. Let's see, what, let's see what's happening. I'll do you know, 30 minutes in. Hunter S. Thompson had a great point after 9-11. Happy anniversary. <laughs> dude, dude, like, in seven minutes, we've got from Have they not signed Caprice off yet? <laughs> to 9-11. This is, this is, like, so tangentially related to hockey news as well. What the fuck is happening in the world? What did Hunter S. Thompson say after 9-11? I want to know. <laughs> so... He had a really good point, and it's something that's always stuck with me. Whenever something catastrophic happens, somebody somewhere has done amazingly well out of it. Yep. And I am not going to get into nine eleven conspiracy theories because we'll be here all fucking day. Like we could do twelve hours on that shit easily. Even some of the most fucking stupid ones out there. But in regards to this pandemic, I completely agree with you in that sense, and I completely agree with people who are saying. Are the government going to use this to try and do certain things? Yeah, they probably will. But they've been doing that forever. For as long as there's been governments and people, the governments have been using people to do certain things or using people to get their own way or using the population to make things happen in a certain way. But that's got nothing to do with a deadly virus and you having an injection for that virus. Like Like I said, if the point is... And it's the point is at its most baseline. Are you telling me that I can't do something because I might be carrying a deadly virus? Yes, yes, I am. Like uh, uh, people, uh, people seem to be happy the fact we've been living like fucking hermits for the past eighteen months, be- and th- there's no kind of well, how do we stop it? We'll just have this injection, and then a bunch of fucking idiots somewhere go, well, whatever next? I don't know. Like whatever the next thing is. Do you know what? I really wish, I really, really wish that Twitter was around during the Second World War and there'd be some fucking cold takes exposed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. Are those camps really there? I mean, come on. And to be fair, well, that, that happened at the fucking, time. There's a British government for you right there, isn't it? Like... That happened at the time. That did happen. That people did not believe that Germany was doing what they were doing at the time. They did not believe it. And it wasn't until fucking his name was Vit Vitlocky or Vitlocky or it was a Polish guy, a Polish army guy, who said, "Send me to one of the concentration camps. I will pretend to be a Jewish POW and I will go in and infiltrate it and then escape and see what's happening." And he was one of the guys who broke the lid on it because it was like the POW camps were kept secret for so long. 
It wasn't a case of in 1940 everyone was going, Jesus Christ, I can't believe what Hitler's doing. What a piece of shit. It didn't come out for years what they were doing and nobody could believe it. That's why when all the American soldiers and the Russian soldiers turned up to fucking Auschwitz or Dachau, they were stunned. They were like, what the fuck is happening? Because they didn't know. And it's, it's, it's just like that. It's like at the time people were just like, ah, really? You know, he's over there doing his thing. Let him do his thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't just do your own thing. We are, to quote the fabulous George Costanza, we are living in a society. And part of living in that society is if there's a deadly virus, get protected against it. I hope, dude, I've had, I've had two Pfizer jabs. I hope they give me the different jab next time. I want all the jabs. I want all the companies running through my veins. Give me everything. <laughs> Just like, I can go anywhere then and do whatever I want. It's great. I, but, I feel like, so, I feel like, um, I'm glad you brought up 9-11. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm, oh I'm glad you brought up 9-11 and Auschwitz because they both help, help my point to know oh my god oh the fiery gates of hell are waiting I'm fucking buzzing for it so just, just quickly because there may not be much hockey news this week but I feel like that's more reason to not do an hour and a half on coronavirus than it is not so the 9-11 thing is, is exactly what I'm talking about. After 9-11, you had like, the implementation, implementation of the TSA, the yeah. um, uh, implementation of ICE, uh, the Iraq war, I don't know if anyone's heard of that, all of that shit off the back of 9-11. Yes, 9-11, terrible thing. Yes, COVID, terrible thing. All the shit that happened after and because of it, was enabled because of it. Also, very terrible things for very different reasons. And then similarly to, uh, the, the, to the point about Auschwitz, um, I, f- I feel like that that example of you know people not believing that they that the camps existed, concentration camps in Nazi Germany existed at the time, that kind of goes either way on the point that we're discussing. Yeah, people didn't believe that these horrors were happening, and uh, world governments using the coronavirus as an excuse to perform uh, restrictions of human rights and basic rights is is. A, a, a similar to a similar vein of people thinking oh well of course that's not happening Allah no no no, no. I'm going counts. the other way I'm going yeah, the other I, way and, and this people, is what I'm saying I feel like you that people that don't example. believe the virus that people don't believe yeah. the virus is a thing that they're yeah, going that, that's no, why no way that example, virus is real it can be used both yeah. ways can't it yeah so it's yeah I, 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 I don't think we're going to get anywhere and, and, and this is where it's such an interesting thing to discuss because ultimately, on, on the bedrock of it, both of you, both, both you and I believe coronavirus is a real thing and are pro-vaccination for the people. But then little things could drive our opinions apart, even though we agree on the core of it, which is where you could argue that's the genius of what's what's happening and why world governments are being allowed to get away with what they may or may not be getting away with. Do you know what I mean? It's do you even... know what it is? I think like I think like this always happens with me and you is that we seem to start off opposing, but we actually make the same point and kind of we do basically agree with each other in the same way. The point is, I believe COVID nineteen is a real thing. I believe everyone should get vaccinated. But to your point, 
I absolutely believe that as soon as that started to happen, there were some fucking governments and some influential people somewhere rubbing their hands together going, oh, this is fucking good for us. This is really good for us. Like 9-11, like the fucking concentration camps, that there was after 9-11, people were going, oh, we fucking looked out here, didn't we? Oh, fucking, this is a stroke of luck, isn't it? Like the concentration camps, how many, how many fucking Operation Paperclip, how many Nazi doctors were then transported to America to start working on things? Because of the atrocities they'd committed, they found out things medically that had never been discovered before. The fucking Nazis invented superglue. Stupid shit like that that would never even, you would never even think about. Did they really? Like, oh, I don't yeah, even want to you know, know. I don't even want to know why the Nazis invented superglue. It's, okay, it was basically as a way to heal up wounds quickly. But it's the know, way they... That's why they say that you put superglue on wounds. But... Let's not get it twisted. The way they found out this was obviously horrific and horrendous. But yeah, I know. Yeah, like I said, we we do agree. Yeah, COVID's a thing. You should get vaccinated. But are the people somewhere taking advantage? Fucking of course there are. Look when the PPE contracts have been handed out to fucking government ministers' mates who run chocolate companies or fucking shoe companies and shit like that. Well, like, no why companies. Why? Yeah, why are you getting a PPE contract? You make chocolate. You've got hundred twenty million pound contract. Why? Oh, well, we had to get gloves from anywhere, from a fucking chocolate factory. Okay, mate, yeah, of course you did. Yeah, like, yeah, we, we agree. At the heart of every, at the heart of every, in inverted commas, disaster, there are people who fucking love it and who just will use it to their advantage. Back to the, to your kind of original point is like, do we have to, you're telling me that we have to get a, a vaccination against the virus? Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and look, the government's going to do what they want after that anyway. But let's all just get the vaccination. There's, there's been no vaccination in history, a vaccination drive in history that ended up being a terrible thing. Like we said, MMR, smallpox, fucking, I don't know, polio, all that shit. Like, there, there was a reason why we had to get those things sorted out or we just all get wiped out. And look, people don't want to get vaccinated. Great. That now means I can avoid them. I now know who to avoid. That does me a favor, as I want to avoid people for the most part anyway. That just makes my list longer, and I can go on my day a bit easier. But so surely you shouldn't. You should be anti-vax because then you will be precluded. You you won't be allowed to go anywhere. Say, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Sarah. I can't go to your work Christmas do because I yeah you know, I'm, I'm 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 unclean. I'm not allowed to go. No, sorry, you know, it's better. It's better for me than more people don't get vaxxed. So when I go to places, there's nobody there. I can do my own thing, do whatever I want, and there'll be nobody there to stop me doing anything. It'll be great. So, so you want you want the uh, you want to do stuff. You just don't want other people to be there. Okay. Yes, yes. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Surprising from my uh, from my psychological standpoint. I know that that's the way I feel, but <laughs> anyone listening to this show, who could have seen, could have seen so, that so coming? Yeah. To to summarise this discussion for anyone who's somehow tuning in late. Um, <laughs> coronavirus real nazi germany bad yeah here's my tldr of all the things we've just said uh cbj coach tough covid19 real vaccines real 9-11 real ish uh (laughs) it's very is it like the moon landing who's to say who's to say there's just too many. There's too many things about 9/11 that are just a little bit weird to me. Just a little bit. That's a bit off. I don't. I'm not sure about that. But I'm not like full on. 
like I said before, the problem with conspiracy theorists is, is that even if there's something right in front of them that's bloody obvious, they'll go, yeah, but what about this? And then everyone goes, oh, for fuck's sake. You like, get you right. get too too addicted to the conspiratorial yeah. aspect of it. It's like, yeah, okay, exactly. yeah, you're right. Oh, excellent, I'm right, but also this, this is mad. Yeah, exactly. Whereas it's, it's better to be, I feel it's better to be like I'm most things, which is, yeah, okay, it is real, but that's a bit odd, isn't it? There's something about this that just seems a bit off. And yeah, then, that, so yeah, it's not not eleven real happened, but more happened than we have been told about. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then Nazi Germany, very very bad. I think that's the Categor- official categorically bad. Yeah, it's in it's in bad under the in the dictionary. It's just yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible things. The the uh, the I don't know if you saw this or not, but there was talk about a new CBA edition, which was if you're not vaccinated and you miss games, you don't get paid. I don't know if you saw that or not. Oh, mate. No, d- but it came out came out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> this is what we're fucking talking about. If you're saying... it's Okay, it's one thing to get rid of people for not being vaccinated. Fair play. But you're going to say to players, all right, you don't have to be vaccinated, but then all right, if you get COVID, you can't get paid. No, that's not... No, I love it. Not, I love it. That ain't, that ain't right. That's not right. That's not hey, right. Hey, dude, how many, dude, oh, how many times... How many times do we say about players and ice hockey players? It's not your God-given right to play hockey. You play for a league. That league sets the rules. You don't like it? Go work in a shop. Go work no, at a again, butcher's. There, there's a difference. Do something between, else if you don't like it. Isn't there's a difference between your Slava Voinovs, your Tony D's, your fucking Bobby Hulls? Like not that he ever got any repercussions for it, but to to that end, there's a difference between the behaviour of of certain individuals and behaviour that is sanctioned by both the government and if they're being allowed to play by the organisation. It's like if I see somebody not wearing a mask in a shop or whatever, all right, yeah, I'd prefer people to wear masks, but I can't be angry at that person because the government is saying you don't have to wear a mask. They're doing no, what no, is but, within the law. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but if that company... Are you talking about a, like a customer or an employee? Well, if it's an employee and Any the company says, if it's a co- if it's an employee and the company rule is you have to wear a mask and they don't, that company has every right to fire them. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah, not- yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if you're right, saying so that this players is a, are allowed, this is the same. If we're saying players are allowed thing. to, no, but you're saying that players are being allowed to play without being vaxxed, and then they're being punished after the fact for getting that disease. Yes, I see that line of thinking. But it comes back to the root. The players have been allowed to play without being vaccinated. Therefore, they shouldn't be punished after the fact. It's like it's like capri capture penalties. You were allowed at the time to sign your Yakovl joke to a 99-year, 99 million dollar deal. And then, oh, after the fact, you're saying, oh, actually, I know I said that is fine, but now I've decided it's not, so you're going to be punished for it. That's not right. In the same way you'd say... Yeah, sure, Bo Horvat, come and play. I know you're not vaccinated, but whatever you play, then oh, I've caught COVID. All right, well, I know I said I didn't mind, but now I'm actually quite pissed off, so you owe me fucking money. That's not that's not that's not right. Again, everyone should get vaccinated. Please, for the love of God, get your vaccines. <laughs> but if you're saying if you're setting one rule and then like the consequences of that rule cut come yeah, the negative consequences come to fruition you can't then turn around and say i you have behaved inappropriately it's not no no but they won't even be able to play because the point is if they if they say 
fucking whatever. Minnesota's going to Vancouver, and there's a Marcus Foligno has decided not to get vaccinated. If he can't accompany that game on that trip because he has to be vaccinated to enter into Vancouver, then he doesn't go on the trip and he doesn't get paid for the for the time he misses. It's not like he goes there, plays, and then doesn't get paid for playing. They're not even allowed to play. So then, no, but it's at, at that point it falls under any any illness or injury. What if you catch? What if you get the? What if, what if you don't have a flu jab and you get the flu? Does that mean you're not going to get paid? What if? Sh- uh, hey, in what my, if Eric in Johnson my world, suplexes you through a bed, a la the 2010 Olympics or whatever it was, and then you break <laughs> your leg? What well, do you not get paid then? You're not meant to be suplexed through a bed. That's not. <laughs> that's hey, dude, not, that's not right. If it's in the rules, if it's in the rules and you do it, tough. How many times have you got to say this? Tough shit. Dude, I don't. I think it's it's bizarre. If I said you can, no, no, join the team and be part of the roster without a vaccine. Okay, then, then, then it's a different. Then it's a different conversation, isn't it? As soon as they say, if you want to be an NHL player this year, if you want to register, because I assume they have to register every year, whatever for insurance, for your insurance to be valid, you have to have a vaccine. Okay, that's fine. It's a private company; they are allowed to do that. But if you are saying you're allowed to register as an NHL player for the 21-22 season without a vaccine, but we will punish you if you get COVID, that's not right. That's not right in the slightest. No, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Punish stupidity, in my opinion. If it says in the if it says in the CBA, if, if it's allowed, if it's allowed stupidity, if it is like acceptable stupidity. <laughs> but it's not acceptable, is it? You're putting like other people at risk. No, but in in the it's an optional vaccine, and if it's not written down in your contract that you have to have the vaccine, it is acceptable. Yeah, like not wearing a mask when you're shopping in a shop. Yes, a lot of people see that as not sensible behaviour, but it's legally allowed, and you would argue encouraged. Say say you work in a warehouse, yeah, and there isn't a mandate for wearing like back support or something, yeah. And then, so you're you're lifting something up, you haven't got a back brace on, and then you throw your back out. If that company then turns around and says, mm, yeah, but you should have been wearing a back brace. I know we didn't say you had to wear a back brace, but you should have been, so we're not going to pay you while you're off with your, with your back mashed. That's not right. And that is the same difference as NHL clubs saying, you don't have to have the vaccine, but if you get COVID, we're going to kill you. I can't believe I'm siding with the corporations here, but you if you're working in a where, if you're working in a warehouse and it says you must wear a back brace to lift something up, and then you don't and you break your back, well, that's your fault. No, no, no. That, 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 that's my that's my point. If it's if it doesn't say you have to wear a back brace, so you don't wear a back brace, and then you break your back, and then they say, oh well, we're not going to pay you because you broke your back. That's not that's not right. Yeah, but. I don't see. It might, it might, it might be it's, sensible to listen, wear a back brace, but if it's not mandated listen, listen. by the company, it's not your fault. Listen, if it goes into, I'm not saying it's in there yet, but this is what they are talking about. They're talking about this is like an amendment to the CBA. If it goes into the CBA that if you're unvaccinated and you have to miss time on a road trip or something, where that federal authority needs a vaccination for you to enter that area, if you then don't play, well, that's on you. You, they're right, the that. rules. You can't, you can't complain. You can't complain about not getting paid if it says in the CBA if you do this thing, you will get paid. If they then go, well, I'm not going to do it. Then, as the company, they have every right to go. Well, that's fine. Then we just won't pay you. Then that's all. But then I still feel there's a difference between saying 
we reserve the right to remove your pay as opposed to saying you have to... Teams would still knowingly be signing and employing the unvaccinated. I agree. I agree. But then you that's your risk. You are then taking that risk as that team. If you're a GM and you sit down with a player, let's pick one at random who might not want to get a vaccine, Tony D'Angelo, and he says, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine. And they say, well, okay then, like, but you're probably going to not get paid for certain games. And he says, fine, fine. That's not, like, that's not the NHL's fault. If it says in the CBA, do this thing, and then players don't do that thing, well, then that's it. You don't get paid. Simple. <laughs> it's really simple. It's like it's like the, the, the joke about taking... Fucking hell, we are all over the show. It is like the joke about taking weed into Japan or something. Like, they super, super frown on it. I mean, to a fucking mega degree. It is not something that you are supposed to do. And I've mentioned it on this show before. Fucking Paul McCartney, when he was in the Beatles, got banned from Japan for years and years and years because he tried to sneak some weed in to Japan. And they fucking banned him. <laughs> it's one of the Beatles, for fuck's sake. In most countries, any one of the Beatles could have walked into a fucking shop and blown the whole place up and nobody would say anything because it's the Beatles. But Japan was like, no, these are our rules. So tough. It's, it's like taking fruits or vegetables into Mexico across the border. You can't do it. Why can't I... This is going to sound stupid, but why can't I bring a pineapple across the border? Well, you just can't. They're the rules. That's crazy, though. Yeah, I get it, but they're the rules. So you abide by the rules. It's like when people go to a, a to a, a foreign country and they commit a crime. Well, you shouldn't have committed that crime then, should you? Well, yeah, but the laws in this country say he's now going to get lashed or he's going to get one of his hands chopped off or he's going to get sentenced to 10 years hard labour. Well, maybe don't go to that country and commit a crime then, you fucking idiot. If it says in the CBA, if you're unvaccinated and you can't get into Vancouver because you should be, you ain't going to get paid, that's fine. They're not forcing you to get vaccinated. They're just saying, if you don't, we won't pay you. Because why should we pay you? Because a personal choice you are making makes you sit at home. Why Why should they get paid for that? They shouldn't. Fucking Danny Corporation over here. Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm struggling to find another another example and have failed. You know why? You know why, don't you? You know why, don't you? Because <laughs> I won this you're one. Being, how do you argue with Hitler himself, Dan? How does one do that? I, how does are you just trying to type into Google now how to argue with common sense? Is it not working? <laughs> www.qanon.net. Uh, <laughs> let me let me tell you something about these microchips, Daniel. <laughs> let me let me just log into my mum's net account and uh, see what they have to say about it. <laughs> what's uh, what's Parler got to say about this? <laughs> is, is, <laughs> I I just think it's tricky where. Okay, mandate the vaccine for players, but if you're not mandating it, I feel it is unfair and slightly underhanded to say on one hand you don't have to have the vaccine and then the other hand, yeah, but you will be punished if you don't have the vaccine. I, That's I, I, not... And again, we're back to the... Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but i tell you who else won't fucking hate this, the owners. Because the owners are going to fucking love this. Yep, and the thing like I said, to, to not pay players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. I can train with my team and not be vaccinated. But if I then can't go on a trip, why as an owner should I pay that player? Imagine me, like... me and Eugene spreading anti-vax propaganda around the uh, <laughs> Ottawa Centre's dressing room. 
<laughs> me and Eugene is going to, in air quotes, leak out a statement that not a single player has been vaccinated. <laughs> he said, if anyone oh, well, who's not on leave gets vaccinated, you're you're going to get murdered by, by Eugene's <laughs> yeah. squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, but that's the thing. Could you imagine if... Could you, ima- could you imagine... Say, say it's fucking. Let's let's take a play. Who's going to make a buttload of cash? Say it's Kaprizov and he's making nine million fucking clams a year, right? And they've got a they've got a West Coast road trip, and to get into California, you have to be vaccinated. Kaprizov leaves the ice at the Minnesota Wild skate on Friday. See you next week, boys. I'm going home for a couple of days. Going to go chill out, <laughs> count my cash. See you, lads. Have a good trip, boys. Bye. As he speeds Mate, off that- in his Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say you say like that's like a Ben Warasso or Cotto move. Like I've yeah, I I like the money that hockey gives me, but I don't really like playing hockey. Therefore, <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting the vaccine, so I just get suspended with pay for the season. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't suspend them with pay because they'd be like, yeah, see you lads, have a good one. <laughs> see you next Wednesday. Well, what, what if somebody <laughs> in the Pacific Division doesn't get that? Because because BC does actually have that rule don't they? that you have to be vaccinated to get in. Yeah, I think I think that's why I picked Vancouver because I'm sure I read that yesterday. Yeah, but, yeah, that, that's, that sounds about it. They've they've always been pretty strict about it. Like, so what happens if you're a player in the Pacific Division? You're meant to play Vancouver like five times or whatever, or go into Vancouver three times, whatever it might be. That's a that's a fucking issue, isn't it? Well, dude, it's simple, isn't it? I keep saying it. You just don't get paid. Simple. Yeah. It's, but we'll we'll find out we'll find out how players really feel about this vaccination when they stop getting paid. Then we'll find yeah, out that's... because if you're because if you're willing to come out and say I believe this anti-vaccination thing so much, I'm willing to put money on the line. I'd almost say you know what, good for you. I, I fucking credit to you because you actually believe in that and you are steadfastly on that train. You think it's bullshit, fair play. But I tell you, there's going to be a lot who, when they work out that they're going to lose fucking, it might be it could be, it could be half their pay for the year. That they're suddenly going to go. Ah, maybe it's not so bad after all. Maybe I'll, uh... <laughs> dude. The fucking Carolina Hurricanes yesterday tweeted out that they are a hundred percent as a team double vaxxed. Everybody, I was fucking stunned. Stunned. That's mad, isn't it? Wait, so Tony D has a vaccine then? I pay, hey, dude. It said a hundred percent. They are a hundred percent vaccinated as a team. A hundred percent. That means they are all double vaxxed. I did make the joke on Twitter that probably uh, Rob Brindmore had to hold Tony D down to get it. But you fucking lie there, Tony, and take it. Okay, coach. Fucking Brindamore's got him in a rear naked choke. <laughs> I'm like surprised if Brindamore does, uh, does the UFC. Yeah, I'm fucking not surprised me either. Guy's a machine. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's that. Like I say, if it's in the rules and you don't follow the rules, well, then the NHL's got every right to do whatever they want. As shady as it is, because it is a bit shady, but, you know. If if you can't get to a team, if you can't get to an area to play a team, why should you get paid for that? The the it's one like... last thing I that I'd question <laughs> on, about this, yeah, yeah, sorry, the one last thing I question is like, there have been exceptions made previously for for exactly this sort of thing, like you know, getting people across the border last season and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if that sort of thing, yeah, okay, Vancouver might be saying. Oh, you have to cut. You have to have a, a vaccine to to get in, but it's the same with a lot of the quarantine rules during lockdown and stuff like those can be flawed. Like like the Paul McCartney Paul McCartney weed thing. Like the rules can be flaunted at any point for the famous and powerful and 
athletes and shit like that. So yeah, but they weren't for Paul McCartney. That was a point. No, <laughs> no, no. no I'm sure, but but your your point about him blowing up a a, a, a fucking oh, so a premier on uh, a little. Yeah, blown up, blown up a little in Edinburgh. Like that. That's the point. Like we've already seen during this pandemic that the rules do not apply to people we don't want it to apply to. Like I don't know the Euro twenty twenty final when there are a bunch of fucking people there that should not have been there. So yeah, I think we always say that we the, this the, is all this is all academic until that actually fucking happens. Yeah, look, we've said before, haven't we? That the tests for the league and the owners is when one of their megastars decides to do it. If that fucking Connor or Austin Matthews or Nathan McKinnon are staunch anti-vaxxers, well, we'll see how much your rules apply, won't we? <laughs> are you really going to tell these players they can't play and get paid? We'll see. It's going to be a problem then, if, if Nate Max anti-vaxxed, because then that's going to mean the rest of the Colorado Avalanche have to be anti-vaxxed, don't they? <laughs> I've heard he's, uh, he's changed the vaccine to fucking... Um, oh, fuck, what was that fucking pasta he used? He used a different kind of pasta, didn't he? Oh, wow. shit. oh shit! Chickpea pasta, chickpea. That yeah, he's got a chickpea vaccine apparently because it's uh, much better for them. Right during the season, boys, no beers, no burgers, no vaccines. Got it? Not going <laughs> okay, shit mate. in my body. Just screaming at him. Oh god, <laughs> fuck me! Uh, TNT announced their full NHL cast, including some additions. You had, to, I was surprised actually, very surprised because you've apparently got some takes on this. Uh, hit me with them, sir. Well, yeah, I've got, I've got takes. Do you recognise any fucking names on there? Yeah, I do. Uh, formerly of NBC, Liam McHugh. Formerly of NBC, Eddie Oldjet. Formerly of NBC, Kelly Albert. Formerly of NBC, as a co- it's just the fucking NBC team. And like TNT, <laughs> especially, we were hopeful, thinking, "Oh, fucking hell, they're the cool basketball guys." Are Shaq and and Chuck? Like, oh yeah, TNT's going to be wild, man. It's going to be fucking extreme. Going to be out there swearing at each other, and they're like going to have. Somebody on there that doesn't know who Conor McDavid is is going to be fucking mental. And like, nah, it's going to be exactly the same as the NBC broadcast, but with a different fucking logo. That's it. Like, the only way I can see it being different, because, like, you know, due, due respect, Liam McHugh, yeah, fine, fine host. Anson Carter, fine. Keith Jones between the benches, he was fine, but he wasn't any good. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, all right. Yeah, but Kenny don't Albert forget, though. And- don't forget though, I, between the benches, we are coming from Pierre. So yeah, but even Keith, no offense, Keith Jones, but fucking hell, if ever there was like a wet, it's just boring. He's boring. <laughs> He's like an eighties flyer. Who cares what Keith Jones has to say? Especially for the TNT network that was meant to, you know, bring all this hope of like changing the way that we, you know, making hockey broadcasts fun again. And I appreciate that that could still happen. This is going to be a great litmus test for how much of a hockey broadcast's stagnation is on the talent, you know, in in the in the studio and and in the booth and on the ice versus the remit of the network itself. I appreciate that there could could be a situation where NBC wanted a vanilla two D boring product. To not rock the boat. I can appreciate that. And maybe Turner are going to come in and their executives are going to sit down, say, right, Paul Bissonnette is running the show or whatever it might be. You know, we want we want jokes. We want this, that and the other. Yeah, I don't want boring. Because the producers do actually have that control. I, I appreciate that. But it does not fill me with any excitement whatsoever that we're going to have a different kind of broadcast when you've got exactly the same announcers like the, the exciting new names coming in 
fucking Wayne Gretzky, Jesus Christ, uh, Paul Bissonette. Okay, Biz Nasty 2.0 might be might be exciting, but I feel like you're uh, running the risk of being exciting in the wrong fucking ways by having Bissonette as the most interesting person on your uh, on your broadcast. And and what that's it? Then you've got like okay, you've got like. Uh, I think Jeb Bottrell and Jackie Redmond and Tarek Al-Bashir, okay, interesting, but they're not going to be the forefront of it. Your your lead analysts are going to be Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter and Paul Bissonnette with Eddie Olchek on, on colour commentary. Like, it's just not... It doesn't... For the for the, for the the great the great hope for NHL broadcasts in the future, it's not fucking inspiring, is it? I guess so. We've got to let it play out a bit, though. I mean, Gretzky, oh, yeah, and Bissonette, Gretzky and Bissonette together could be something. I don't know. Maybe he'll, maybe Biz will unlock something in Gretzky. I'm not sure. Oh, if, they'll if, have to keep Bissonette on a tight leash because then excellent. <laughs> yes, that's what you want. But you won't. Bissonette's a personable guy. He's easily like one of the most interesting voices in hockey, and he's not afraid to speak his mind. Care about that? How you will, or your opinion on him, or where he works, or anything? I don't know, but. The guy moves the needle and people... I, I, I don't normally see many bad things said about him personally. It's usually just the company he works for. And again, I, I'm not going to get into that because I don't really consume Barstool's content. I just... I don't. So I'm not... I don't really know what goes on there or like that show or... Like I said, I don't listen to their show or anything. So I'm not sure. But I, whenever there's any kind of... Whenever he's kind of any involved in anything, it always seems to do numbers and seems to do positively. So it makes sense to get him on board and then pairing him with, you know, the greatest hockey player ever lived. I mean, hopefully it'll bring something out of Gretzky. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. It's all a bit fucking, it's all a bit beige paint, isn't it? To be honest. It it, it really is. It's like, f- fair enough. Okay, interchange any of those analyst names with any anyone else connected to the NHL and you can make the same argument that it's going to be just as boring as it ever was. But at least fucking try. Like, okay, one or two... Okay, I understand Liam McHugh, great, great host, recognisable face. Okay, bring forward Liam McHugh, Kenny Albert, and Eddie Olchek. Like yo, know, the 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 announcers, the commentators. I I understand more than the in studio. It's where eighty percent of the of the the team as a whole is coming directly from NBC. That's where it's like okay, there isn't there isn't a lot of vision here. It doesn't feel like at least. But like you say see what happens when they actually start broadcasting games and then the other thing that I need to keep reminding myself is what what does it actually fucking matter like how many how many TNT games have I been watching a year who fucking knows Probably I was going to say like, I've said to you a million matter. times Absolutely whenever not. I've got hockey on it's on mute and I'm doing things at the same time I, I never sit down and just watch an entire broadcast because I just what? oh yeah let's break let's break down this play that nearly resulted in something happening great yeah fucking and, exciting and, and I'd rather the- like <laughs> Thanks to the beauty of NHL TV, even if you don't have it on mute, most of the time it's end of period or any stoppage. Uh, you get that lovely spinning spinning shield, and uh, yeah. the game will resume shortly. It's all right, so I'm not the even allowed to watch the fucking, uh, not even allowed to watch the, the mid period shows. Thanks. What is it? I've only yeah. just speaking about this as well. We, we a quick look at. Um, I don't think we ever talked about ESPN's stuff or not, but I've only only just realised fucking Rick DiPietro is on ESPN as an analyst. Yeah, he's been working for the Islanders for ages, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I, I kind of always saw his name out there, but I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, like, talk about fucking falling on your feet. <laughs> Which I guess is something he couldn't do when he was a goalie, but... Thing. 
I won't have this continued slander of Rick DiPietro. Like, all right, yeah, he wasn't very good, but he did stuff with like savage concussions and stuff, didn't he? Oh yeah, it's not his fucking fault. It's not, hey, dude. If somebody says we're going to take you first overall and pay you all this money, and no one's going to go, nah, you're all right, mate. Fucking good on him. Good on him for fucking making that cash in and then getting out you, of the game. You're going to start. Uh, health as I think, I think as Eduardo. Can. I think Eduardo is stacking shelves at a local Tesco. Is that? Uh, <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> Oh, Harvey Elliott! Fucking... Harvey Elliott is uh, completing some online <laughs> surveys and getting a fiver a go. Oh, what a piece of shit! <laughs> fucking Eduardo reference again. Always, oh always God. Eduardo references. I don't. You talk oh, about injuries. Is, there's going to be an Eduardo reference because when when the nice Croatian Pele is murdered by Ryan Shawcross, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't get it doesn't get swept under a rug. Not in my house. You see, I'm older, so my first, my first uh, of those is David Boost for Coventry at Man United. That was the first ever one I ever saw. He was the first one. He was the first guy that was first that guy to ever break his leg. The, the, no, but you know, like the first compound fracture where your leg sp- splits in three places and it shouldn't. He was the first one in a Premier League match that I remember it happening, and that's how long ago it happened because they were playing at Man United, and there was just a pool of blood. Like literally all over the centre spot, oh and he was the first one. God. Yeah, are you looking at the picture now? No, I'm not. Just the idea of a pool of blood at the. Yeah, yeah. Don't look. At, yeah, pitch. it was. Yeah, it was the classic. His leg is bent at his knee, and his leg is also bent at his shin. Oh, that's weird. That doesn't normally. <laughs> that shouldn't normally do that, should it? <laughs> no, yeah. David Boost, B U double S T. Do not look at the injury if you're squeamish, because it's fucking grim. For, yeah, forgive me for the not first thinking one. of uh, of David Boost as the. Um... As the most famous player wearing sky blue to suffer a horrific injury at the hands of a Man United player. <laughs> Shout out to your boy Inga. Shout out to your boy Inga. That's why his kid's never going to go to United, I reckon. <laughs> I mean, imagine if he did. Dude, that, that Roy Keane tackle is the absolute equivalent of an open heist predatory hit in hockey. Absolutely just saw him and thought, I'm going to fucking do you right now. And just basically shin- studs him from his knee down to halfway down his leg and just ended the guy's career. Fucking Christ. And that, that didn't, no, but did, didn't Haaland um, have a, and that was a revenge tackle. It wasn't just like Keane saw red yes. and thought, I'm going to murder him. Because Haaland didn't no, do like it wasn't before or something. Not, not deliberately. Okay, so Haaland... Not, yeah, Harland and Keane came together. Keane went down. Harland thought he was bullshitting. So Harland, as Keane, fucking Roy Keane, by the way, <laughs> like he just of all the people to, <laughs> of all the people to. If you don't know Roy Keane, folks, he's like you basically your footies. Right. He's not Rafi Torres because Torres wasn't like Roy Keane was still a fantastic footballer. Who would he be? I guess Tom Wilson. I guess Tom Wilson wasn't he in a way. I'd I'd think more because he's better than Wilson. Roy Keane. Height of his power is one of the best sentiments in the world. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. Like, um, would walk into any team in the world. Like, I just, no question. No question. I, Who's breaking into hockey equivalent? I don't like, I don't, maybe, because all the hockey equivalents are violence over the skill. Because Roy Keane I mean. was, was hard both. nosed and he was in. <laughs> but even, yeah, that's like, I don't want to say Gordy Howe, but like I can't think of anyone else who matched the violence with the skill. I'm sure there were a hundred '80s players that did, but yeah. Just... Joking aside, both of my following statements are absolutely true. Roy Keane would win you a game by himself 
he would just dominate the game and win it on his own. And then the next week, end a guy's career. He was that player. He was in just so supremely skilled, yet also just just terribly, terribly violent and horrific at the same time. And, and now he's just walking, hockey equivalent. walking his dog, uh, chatting up Gary Neville. Yeah, yeah, fucking shooting a shit with, with G Nev. But you yeah, don't, you don't you get know. you don't get the um, that pre-match argument with uh, Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, I love that so much. That. You don't get that in uh, in the beautiful game, do you? No, well, they, don't have, they don't have cameras in the tunnels anymore, do they? They've learned their lesson. I'm pretty sure after that it was like, well, we can't have cameras in the tunnels anymore because before the game, players might try and kill each other. Like Roy Keane was going to graft a Vieira. Looking back at that video, where are they playing? Like, what is Highbury? Like, oh, so you mean? Just, like, they're just in... That corridor was narrower than my fucking high school corridor was. And they're just like <laughs> squeezed in, squeezed in. These Premiership footballers getting like sixty grand a week, squeezed into this little tube. Then, then Vieira just starts picking on uh, Gary Neville, who I'm sure, yeah, very... I'm sure didn't uh, didn't do anything to. Oh, of to course, have it coming as they say. Of course, of course, he didn't. All right, just fucking quickly. Did, did, all right, did you watch this documentary or not, or should we leave it till next week? Let. I will have it watched by next week. I'll have it watched by next week. I'll watch it tonight, right. if nothing else. You fucking else. heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. If I uh, if I'm watched it by next week, then I will. Um, I'll have to. I'll I'll take the vaccine out of my bloodstream and <laughs> and accept any uh, any consequences of that. Fair enough. All right, fucking hell. Let's get out of here. Jesus Christ, this was a wild ride. Oh wait, no shit. Well, Hang should on. we start the show? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's start the show. As always, we're brought to you by Jason and his stat badges from Wave Intel. I cannot believe the season is already getting close. Preseason is only 10 days away. Optional skates are happening, teams starting to get together, and it is time to see how your off-season acquisitions compare by using Wave Intel's comparison charts. Not only that, there is a ton of other information available also. Wave Intel, online and on Twitter, being smart, so you don't have to. Check out the Three Men and Their Babies podcast, I'm an underscore babies on Twitter, I'm on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Smart Speakers... And anywhere else you can listen, leave us a nice review. It helps a lot. Tell your friends if you like the show, because we can all use a laugh now and again, can't we? Okay, there we go. We haven't done that for a while, have we? <laughs> there we are, okay, folks. A uh, whole Will. one, a whole one. A whole one. Oh, Will, any last words? Oh, do I have last words? No. No, I don't think I, I, don't, think I do. I don't. Not without uh, not without stirring up any more, any more nonsense, which I think we've done our fair share of today. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh God! What a show this was! Jesus Christ! All right, best best one yet, I'd say. It was a cracker. It was a cracker. I enjoyed this. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.